Welcome back to the With Joey B podcast, and I want to take you back to the voyage of a lifetime to a new world, getting on the RMS Titanic. So, on the wonderful James Cameron film, famous for, you know, I'm the king of the world and standing at the front, that beautiful scene that everyone does every time they get on a boat now. And there is a, a part of that. So when they're introducing Rose, uh, played by Kate Winslet, in a famous role, there's this, she's the narrator. Her older version of herself is the narrator. And there's a shot coming down on her when she, as a young, you know, beautiful girl and, she, and, ma- and married and with her mother and all that. And there's a line from memory. It's something to the effect of, you know, from, from the outside, everything was wonderful. Right, she, you know, rich, well off, well to do husband, but she goes, but on the inside, I was drowning. That's why I want to talk today about the friends that make us more lonely. Now, if you look at that character Rose in Titanic at the start, the way she's introduced to us, I think she's the perfect example of this concept. And again, it's something I alluded to in the first, in the introduction of this whole podcast. The times we might feel most lonely are when we're surrounded. It's kind of like how they say it's more lonely being, can be more lo- loneliness in a relationship is worse than loneliness solo. Um, she's surrounded by these people. Husband she doesn't love and it's basically, a, it's a, her mother's chosen this husband basically or it's the, it's the socially, or are they engaged or they're married? I think they're engaged, sorry. Um, and they're, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the right well-to-do person. You know, your dad left us with nothing. So marrying a rich person is a good thing for our family to look after us. A mother's really cold-hearted and not really loving towards Rose, her daughter. And she's basically got fucking no one. She's surrounded. But she's got fucking no one. Like, literally in the movie, she's surrounded by water. She's surrounded by the people on the boat. She is surrounded She's got no one. And that's where we see her going to try and kill herself um, at the start of the movie or early in the movie. And then who comes to save the day? A young and dashing Leonardo DiCaprio. He doesn't have the same experience. He's kind of more adjusted. Uh, But he comes in and they have the deep relationship. And we talked a couple of episodes about the utility consumption model of friendship. Consumption's more like, yeah, the ones we go out with and have fun with and all that. And I don't think Rose is even having that great consumption, but she certainly has no utility in any of her friendships and relationships. But then Jack Dawson comes along and he's he does offer that depth and that support and that gets to know her deeply and offers utility and he's supportive. Obviously, you know, spoiler alert, how the movie goes after that, you know, that doesn't all work out that that rosy, pardon the pun. Um, but there's that reflection at the end of the movie from that, the older Rose is that he saved me. He saved me. In every way, a person can be saved. And it's all very emotional. And, uh, and we'll t- yeah, there's, there's a caveat to that I'll talk about in the next, in the next episode. But it's this powerful idea about the friend being surrounded can make us feel more lonely. And my perspective on this is that we don't expect to be lonely when we're surrounded by people. And I've talked episodes 
29 to 32, I think, about expectations gap. It's like when your expectations are high, I don't expect to feel lonely right now. But the fact is that you're completely like alienated from all those people you're around. You've got nothing in common with them. They don't treat you well. And the, that gap is what creates the bad experience. It creates a sense of loneliness. It makes it a more negative experience than if she was just sitting on that boat alone would be. The, the other thing is, if you've ever heard the uh, very philosophical um, alle um, allegory, we'll call it a Plato's cave allegory, which is that if you're born in a room as a slave, basically, and your head is basically, you're tied up and you're just looking at shadows dancing on a wall, then your impression of the world will be limited to the cave you're in and you'll think that the world is those shadows on the wall and that there are other people. But if you break free, you get to see that the shadows are just being cast by flames. You go outside and you see the sun. You see that the world's actually very different. So you're limited to the first ideas you're given, right? Until you're given a reason to think otherwise. You can't just imagine what the world's like. You have no perspective to imagine there is a world beyond what you're looking at. So the same thing with our friends. Like when you, and this is the whole bucket. This is why the bucket thing is so important. It's like when you're looking around and this is all you see, so, oh, these are these are my these are the these are my friends, or this is my family, or this is my marriage, and you have no reason to think it can be better, and you can actually have a meaningful relationships with the people around you. You think this is it, so no wonder why when people feel that way, it's so isolating because they don't think it's worth reaching out. They're entrapped by their loneliness, by their perception. That whole bucket metaphor is remember, you know, pick up the first seashells you see on the beach, put in your bucket. So if you never keep walking along the beach to see other shells, you just think those shells are the best there is and they're all that's available. If you don't keep walking and see there's actually a section with way more shells up there. You know, so Rose in the film is, is born as a person, though she's rich and all that. In terms of what relationships look like in life and her ability to make decisions with her life, she's built with these first couple of rotten, rotten uh, cards she's been dealt, not really understanding the full potential of what her life and relationships can be. So she doesn't have the realization that it could be better. That's pretty demotivating. And I think, I think this is a big part of, I would expect without being, um, having the kind of, um, you know, it was not my place to claim this, but I'm sure that's a big part of a lot of the problems we're having with unexplained suicides and surprise suicides and loss of life, taking their own life. So, wow. Now I've, just to get very honest, I've reflected on this. I've written about it in the book that should be out very soon, 18 and Lost. So are we. Because uh, my chapter in that book, obviously on my story since as a, from high school and after school, you know, I talked about the idea of the invisible man. And as a, someone who grew up wanting to be a film, uh, filmmaker and screenwriter and actor, I used to write stories all the time and never finish them. But there was this one I wrote called The Invisible Man about a boy who, you know, everything was going well. He was smart. He was well-liked. He, he was doing all these cool things and everyone liked him and no problems on the outside, but no one could see him on the inside. So he felt like an invisible man because it's unfortunately how I felt when I was a, a young kid, especially um, when I was probably in my mid-teens. Mid uh, you know, I had lots of friends. It's so funny. I was... Luckily, I was quite popular, even. Not cool, but popular is the difference. I was, pop I was widely liked. I'm not going to pretend I was super cool. 
I was a nerd. Uh, but no one, no one could see that actually felt like, I felt like no one actually got me. I felt like there was a depth to me that no one saw, that I was not like everyone around me. But I was around great people. That was clear. So I thought, oh, this is, this is, this is how it always is going to be. What it is, the same people are still my friends today, but we have a depth to our relationships and friendships that I don't think was there when we, we were younger kids. It wasn't the people weren't the problem. But imagine that, you're surrounded by great people and you think, I don't feel great and I don't feel understood and I feel like I'm so different to everyone else. Be like, oh, but I'm surrounded by good people. So how's this going to get any better? Again, how, how much of that is our problem with young people these days? And I think I was quite lucky what actually started to help. First thing for sure was a retreat we did in my school when I was in year 11. Especially I was in a small group with some of my closest friends I'm still close friends with today. And I actually got to know them much more deeply than I ever had as a friend. That intentionality is just not in our day-to-day life. And I got to understand, oh, they think about things too. They think about spirituality. They think about their place in the world. They think about our existence. Uh it was, it was amazing. It was a revelation. I was like, oh, if they're like that, then probably everyone's like that. I just don't realize it. We're all capable of having these deep, proper conversations. But it just doesn't happen. And that's when I started to be able to, I guess, graduate out of that whole invisible man mindset. You know, for in Titanic, Rose luckily comes across Jack. And this is what helps relieve the loneliness. Um, it is very, very powerful. The friends that make us feel more lonely. Well, it's not the friends necessarily. It's the whole culture of our interaction. It's the iceberg, what I call the iceberg effect, which is that normally the iceberg is only 10% is seen above the surface. And that's what we all react to. We're just, we never look below the water, the 90% of people, problems and things. We only react to what we see above the surface. Things are hidden beneath the surface because they're embarrassing. They're a bit heavy. You know, you don't start just talking randomly about deep things in conversations, in groups and all that. You know, it's kind of it, 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 the energy of most conversations doesn't flow that way. Um, also, we suppress a lot of stuff. We're embarrassed about it. So naturally, everyone's kind of like a bit of an iceberg and they keep 10%, they keep 90% of themselves below the surface. What you, And then oh, I love that I brought up iceberg and we'll talk about Titanic. I can't claim to have planned that. That was pretty awesome. How's that for full circle? wow, people should pay me to do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the iceberg effect, right? Very, like, very powerful. That's what, that is what's going on. That's what's going on. So you're just this lonely iceberg looking at your own depth. You can always see that. But you're looking at everyone else. You're looking at the tip and comparing yourself to that. And hence we have loneliness. And then our, our generation, our culture exacerbates that much more than any other. What I want to talk about is really great to talk about and unpack why this is happening. So it's one thing to have awareness about why it's happening, but I never fucking think that's good enough. All right, let's talk about what we can do about it. Let's get actionable. Fuck yeah. Uh, And what I'd say is utility is like, I can't guarantee a way for you to meet deeper, more connected people um, to go find better friends. And so often in my life, I've thought, oh, where can I go find the people like me? I feel lonely. Even teens, even during, uh, maybe not from the ground up, but more Sydney listings, stuff like that. Where are the people like me? Why is this so... And what I didn't realize was the people are all around me. I talked about in the last episode. Instead of 
opening doors, looking for better people, you will find more people who have similar values and interests to you. Again, I talked about that a couple episodes ago. Make sure you've got friends who have similar values and interests to you. What you'll find is from a perspective of branding, of being who you are unapologetically and letting people see that, showing more of your iceberg, you'll actually start to repurpose the amazing friends you already have that you just don't know about. They're actually already around you. But when you're in a group, they're not going to start exposing their iceberg. First, get one-on-one with them. Second, utility consumption is kind of what we're talking about. Rose, she's got consumption, people to go to the balls with, but only Jack offers utility and consumption. He's deep, he's there for her. He talks about real shit. She can be herself with him. She can expose her iceberg to him. How do you get utility? Well, first, remember, the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. To concentrate on opening doors for others. You want utility. You think you deserve it because maybe you feel a bit lonely right now. Maybe you feel a bit misunderstood, unfulfilled. Okay, I understand that. I've been there. How are you going to get people around you to offer you utility? Why don't you offer them utility first? Concentrate on opening doors for others. What if you offer them utility first? Easiest way to do that, if you're not used to it, is be interested in them. Just start talking about what's going on in their life. Don't talk about you. Talk about them. What's happening for you at the moment? Where are you headed? What do you want to do next? Why? Oh, how do you think about that? And you can start asking them some of the questions we ask at the end of these podcast episodes as well. You can, but you kind of lean into it by first getting them to open up. Right? First, you've got to open up and warm up, make it comfortable, and then you can get deeper. But first, be interested in them. Offer them utility. Open doors for others. So, if you ever need more from me, uh, with Joe Weeby website, www.withjoeweeby.com. There you can sign up for the basically the essential, essentially what is the newsletter of um, guiding you through some of the podcasts and blog posts. But apart from that, we'll be back again tomorrow. See you then.